Thank you for calling Lipstone Insurance Group. This is Joey Ann. Can I speak to Josh, please? He's actually on another line. Hold on, hold on Joey. He, yeah. I believe he just got off the phone, okay? Hold okay. on for one second. Yep. Thank you. Hi, Joey. How are you? Josh Lipstone. How you doing? I'm doing well. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. And I think there can be because of this current state of of what is trying to be done in Washington as far as we're going to make some sort of universal health care and then it's establishing the insurance office. I can't remember what it's called. Federal insurance office, maybe something like that. Are they going to continue to try to remove the regulations away from the states? And if that happens, if the government is able to take away the state's ability to actually regulate insurance, then that's going to break down so many hurdles that a company like Google or Amazon, who can all of a sudden come in and say, you know what, instead of having to build 50 different platforms and dealing with 50 different rules and regulations, we only have to deal with one, done. We're going to just, you know, completely obliterate the market now. Did you just say universal health system to a individual health insurance agent, Josh? Is that what you did, Josh? Did you just slip it in there? Don't think I didn't notice it. It's a little insensitive, don't you think? I mean, it kind of hurts. That was my good buddy, Josh Lipstone of Lipstone Insurance. And yes, I know that's not entirely what the point of his you know, point was. Uh, it was more about the, the bigger picture. And But yes, he had to slip it in there and had to just get that jab. It just hurt a little bit. Yes, I know that that is something that is always a hot topic of conversation within you know, government regulation and if it's actually ever going to happen. I'm going to spare you my thoughts on that today. That's a whole nother episode, I guess. Even though this is going to be probably a slightly abbreviated version of the show, as I didn't have, me and Josh really didn't touch on this for a great period of time in our conversation. However, it was brief. There's only a couple of clips. I did want to, I did want to talk about it. I did want to get your thoughts on it. And, and here's the thing, right? Josh said something. Is regulation going to change enough to allow somebody to come in and obliterate the market? Obliterate the market. And here's the thing. I know that state regulation has been a thing for a long time because it's easier to get something done in Ohio versus, you know, New Jersey or whatever the state, you know, it's easier to regulate on a state level. It's easier to have impact within your own state on a state level. It all makes sense to me. I just feel like, again, you know, if you're focusing on a very specific niche, and those of you that have figured out a way to kind of scale up to 50 states, well, God bless you. I am not one of those people. So put me in that that camp of, it's just one, one thing we've always talked about. Should we get you know, licensed in all 50 states or shouldn't we? And it's something that we just never really have, I guess, really considered seriously enough to actually go through the hassle of doing that. But here's the thing, back to the obliterating the market thing. Just because we make it maybe easier for them to enter the market doesn't mean they have any better of an idea what to do when they get into the market. And I'm what I mean by that is, is that we just assume, mostly incorrectly, that because 
these companies, these businesses have been successful in other avenues of you know, technology, whatever, that somehow translates to cracking the code of selling insurance in a way that nobody's ever done it before. Now, do they have a better chance at it than, than maybe some guy, you know, selling insurance in a you know, two way street in Iowa? Maybe, I don't know. Apologies to anybody that lives in Iowa. I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's towns everywhere that has just two streets. One stop, it's, you know, one stoplight town, right? You're the insurance agency on the corner. Do they have a better chance of cracking that code than you? I would say probably yes. They probably have a better chance of cracking that code than me or anybody else that is, you know, just has ambitions of seeing a system like that exist one day. However, I just, I'm always, if we go way back to one of the very first episodes of the show was fighting forward, not backwards keeps you in business. And even though this might sound like it contradicts itself as this might open the door for the scary demons, the boogeymen of you know insurance technology change to easily take over our bread and butter, I don't I, I think this is something that we still have to fight forward on because I know I would like to be you know be able to sell policies to people wherever I find them, you know, but I don't want to have to, really necessarily focus on one specific region and hope that I get enough of those people there to, to make it worth my while financially. I would just like to be able to sell them something. Obviously I need to know the market much like, and I was having a conversation with my good friend, Billy Van Jura on, um, which you'll hear on an upcoming podcast, but much like the idea of PNC appointments, right? You have to bring a certain amount of business. It has to make financial sense for everybody involved to actually get these direct appointments. Whereas in health insurance, where I currently exist, they don't care. Sign a piece of paper, we're waiting for you when you're ready and you have a piece of business for us. Even with life insurance companies, they won't even, heck, they won't even make you get appointed with them until you actually have a piece of business to bring to them. So you sell the policy, then you get appointed. And I don't know why it shouldn't be any different with entering different state markets. You know, hey, got a piece of business in California, it's with, XYZ and company, let's go get it done. Now that might be a little oversimplified, possibly, but just because Amazon and Google are gigantic companies does not mean that they're going to crack the code of insurance anytime soon. I'll take an I'll take a gigantic well, I, don't, I guess I don't know how big they are. I'll take a company by the name of Policy Genius that some of you may or may not have heard about, and they they really focused on originally life insurance and selling life insurance to people in a, you know, online kind of on demand format. Now, just a few days ago, I was alerted again by my good friend, Billy Van Jura about their entering into the health insurance market. And I, I immediately checked it out and I went through their process and much of what I saw was interesting. I liked the fact that they, they, they put emphasis on helping you understand or guide you to the best policy, helping you make a decision, right? They tried to digitize the the traditional insurance buying experience. And it might work. Maybe they did it, maybe they don't. I can tell you this. I went through it as a licensed health insurance agent in Ohio looking for a policy for myself, answering their questions, knowing the type of results I was going to get, and even trying to see the most the most widespread options by by you know putting in you know highest deductible high you know highest range of price possible the number one company that they came back to me with was a company called Sumacare whose 
barely a D-list player, barely a player at all in Ohio. And then moving on top of that, it was, I guess I don't even quite know what time. It might have been like 7 or 8 o'clock. I saw that there was a chat functionality on there, so I opened it up, and I was like, well, I'm going to ask these guys a question because this isn't how I would necessarily guide somebody to through this process, and I, I think I might even do it better on, on our website just in, in the, the system that I've hacked together. I just asked a simple question. I said, which one of these health insurance companies can I purchase and still have access to the Cleveland Clinic? I was surprised to find that they told me that the chat function was offline and that they're only open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, they're closed Saturday and Sunday. So this is a gigantic technology company. Again, I don't know exactly how big they are, but let's just say if you're online and you're operating in all 50 states, they at least look bigger than they might appear. And that's the question, right? They're, They're not operating any fancier extra special hours than I am. In fact, I mean, if you go onto my calendar at any given time, I've actually got an appointment booked tomorrow morning at 9.30. Somebody just booked a Saturday morning appointment because I have a couple times open on Saturday and Sunday morning for somebody. I'll have times open from 7 to 8, you know, 8 to 9, depending on the, the day, my availability. So the availability wasn't any better. Now, granted, Google and Amazon might have a better solution to this. But again, you know, 9 to 6. How many of you are already open 9 to 6? You probably already carry hours that maybe you know, you know, exceed that limit just because they're a big gigantic technology company doesn't mean that they're going to get it right. But back to the, back to the story, the answer to their question is what really left me disappointed. And they simply told me that I should contact the Cleveland clinic to figure out who, which insurance companies that they work with. And again, if we're trying to to create a process, a system to where we actually replicate the insurance buying process traditionally done through an, you know somebody like ourselves, an agent or a broker, that's not an answer that you would ever give to a client. I've never once told a client, hey, go call the Cleveland Clinic and you'll figure it out. I need to know that information. I need to know which insurance companies are going to work with that hospital system. If I don't, I'm not doing my job. And that is ultimately the scary part. And the reason that I'm harping on this is because that is single-handedly the biggest part of the decision that was glossed over in their process, in my opinion, right? They, they asked me, you know, who my primary doctor is, which that's important, kind of, in my opinion. They also asked me if I had any prescription medications, which I don't, so that, you know, again, that's also helpful. But at the end of the day, you know, unless you have a, a pretty expensive prescription medication, the most important thing your health insurance policy should be doing for you is protecting you from that big time, hey, I got to go see this really top-notch specialist, surgeon, whatever, at the best facility that I, is available to me. And if I feel, or if that guy ends up being at the Cleveland Clinic, which is one of the biggest hospital systems you know, in Northeast Ohio, if they're not in my health insurance company's network, well, then I'm going to be pretty upset. I'm going to be, you know, that's a life or death situation in some capacity. And I can tell you that there's only one health insurance company that does work with the Cleveland Clinic in that capacity. And it was nowhere near that the top of the list as far as recommendations go. So just because they do that doesn't mean that they're going to get it right. No, I mean, they, they got NARAB to pass. They are working on establishing the committee, which has taken much, much longer than, than what it should. So it'll all be done on a federal level, but it'll still be regulated by state. 
Now that sounds like a pretty decent compromise. I'm not too familiar with NARAB too, as I've I've heard you know different forms and fashions of this for for a while. As far as again streamlining the licensing process, again Josh I think is actually up on this a lot more than I am. Uh, but but again you know regulating on or you know you know letting it still kind of you know streamline it through the federal level and still letting the states have that control seems like a happy medium. But again, this is all part of that process of, of, of making it easier for us. And, and just because we fear that, you know, we're always afraid that somebody else is going to come in and not allow us to do something, we can't keep hiding and protecting, and I guess hiding behind these laws and legislations to keep us in the game. Um, you know, again, as much as, you know, Josh said at the opening of the show, you know, universal health care. I mean, guess what? If it happens, it happens. I, I can't do anything about it. I mean, do I think it, you know, even if I think it's the best thing for the country or not, that's irrelevant. If it happens, it happens. You know, I'm not going to, not going to, um, you know, sabotage myself. Or I'm not going to, you know, again, I guess basically this comes down to the, the idea of lobbying. And, and Gary Vaynerchuk said this pretty, pretty good. I can't remember where he said it, but, you know, if, if you have to, you know, kind of hide behind, these laws and change laws to keep yourself in business, then you're in the wrong business. And, and, and there's a lot of that in insurance and yeah, we've got to protect what we think is right or wrong and what should and shouldn't be. But at some point, you know, the game is over, right? We're going to see that. I made this analogy in a newsletter once upon a time, you know, again, there will be a point in time where the oil industry will just have to say it is over, hopefully anyways. And Hey, guess what? You know, we've got renewable energy, you know, electric solar power, you know, solar, you know, produced energy that is going to replace you and, and trying to fight to keep that around is only just, you know, worrying about your own self-interest and not really caring about the overall betterment of the process. Now, again, universal healthcare or not, or, 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 you know, um, streamlined licensing or not, these are all kind of irrelevant to the main point of, you know, so many times we're so focused on trying to just hoard and protect what we have, we forget to look and see what else is out there. If we were to not be afraid and not to make these decisions out of fear, and that's always a refreshing thing. If I, anytime I can mention that when it comes to insurance, I will be glad to. Again, as much as my dad usually disagrees with me, um, or you know, most people disagree with me, that's fine. I would love to hear what you have to say, Joey at GrowProgram.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, should we, you know, how much should we protect ourselves from these big, giant, evil corporations from coming in and just gobbling up all this business? Because if these, if one or two of these dominoes fall, then it's just all over and we might as well pack our bags and go home. Me personally, I'd rather bet on you and me that those enhancements, those improvements will only make us better at our job to then, you know, continue to weed out the people that shouldn't be here. And for maybe us to be the ones that truly profit and benefit and prosper and deliver the ultimate experience that we've all been chasing to the people who are the ones that actually need it. gonna be honest if uh, if this episode was lacking in entertainment value in any capacity my apologies and i also apologize for being a day late but if you were one of the 40 some million people that watched game seven the other night it was tough especially being a cleveland guy i was barely able to form sentences yesterday so i took the day off i didn't think anybody really wanted to hear me speak 
and it's probably better off for everyone involved. I barely got through today, and um, I'm taking it hard. I hopefully should be back to at least maybe 70% by Monday, but uh, just just go easy on me because uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. A roller coaster of emotions. I'm I'm working through it the best that I can. If you want to send sympathy cards, uh, you can do that. I'm not going to give you my address. Just email me, joygirlprogram.com. I don't want it, actually. Don't worry. Never mind. Don't send me sympathy cards. I definitely was nervous and saw the potential slippery slope that we could walk down if everything went just the right way uh, back in Game 5, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And, uh, and uh, I'm just letting you know that I apologize for being late. I have nothing, I'm, I'm, I, I have nothing for you. I'm just just being sad right now in silence and letting you be sad in silence with me. But it was a good episode, I think. If you want to share it with people, maybe leave a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher. That might be helpful. might cheer my spirits a little bit. Uh, rating, review on iTunes. And guess what? New podcast launching tomorrow. So that'll be exciting. It's called Listen In. It's going to be coming out, and I hope that you enjoy it.